the limey and the yank are gonna rock your day All the way from England to the USA The great song debate from yesterday and today The limey and the yank are gonna rock your way Spreading the love, spreading the joy With the music we play The limey and the yank are gonna rock your day all the way from England to the USA The great song debate from yesterday and today The limey and the yank are gonna rock your way Spreading the love, spreading the joy With the music we play But remember, you can have a one-hit wonder, but you can do it in two languages too. Like, remember Nina? Uh, oh, Luf, yeah. 99 Luft Balloons. <laughs> it was exactly the same song, but she sang it in German, but she also sang it in English too. More of that magic from the 80s. It seems like the 80s were the decade for one-hit wonders. Can we class it as a one-hit wonder? I guess you can. I mean, it's not two if you... It's, it's a one-hit same... twice over. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, 99 Luftballons, and no, I don't speak German, you can tell. 99 Red Balloons had hits in English and German, and can you think of another artist from the 80s that also had a similar situation? No, I can't. I can. Here's the fun part. The song... Don't Turn Around or Der Commissar was made popular by After the Fire, who did it in English, but it was actually recorded by Falco, who did it in German, and Falco's version also managed to chart just not as high, because people love that song enough, they didn't mind having two versions of it. <sighs> yeah. Falco, though, was not a one-hit wonder, if you count that, because then he goes on to do Rock Me Amadeus, and most people think that's his one-hit wonder, but nope, he still had... Your commissar. That is amazing. Oh, this is hilarious. Um, talking about one-hit wonders and people that can't really sing. Uh, Kojak, Kelly Savalas. Oh, God, you're going to bring him again. Oh, no, I no, know where you're going. <laughs> but it is a one. No, even though it, it was is. a hit for Bread, who's one of the, I have to say, I admit it, one of the best American bands of all time. I thought, I thought they were incredible. They were labeled as the new Beatles when they first came to England. At its height of Cold Jack fame, Telly Savalas did If. And if a face could launch a thousand ships, then where am I to go? 
There's no one home but you. You're all that's left me to. And when, my love, for life is running dry. Yes. And it, it that was featured on one of our Valentine's Day episodes, too, because if you can see the video for that with him with that with the, that open top the, and he's looking out at the camera <laughs> and he is not singing. The ladies loved it. But I guess it's all about the tune. So you can take somebody else's tune, change it around and make it a hit sometimes. Is that class as a one-hit wonder if you take somebody else's? Yeah, if that other person has done it. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, it does. Okay. As goofy as it sounds, it really does. You can do covers. In fact, no, but I've got a really good one-hit wonder that's exactly that, which is they were doing a cover. They've been on our show before. They have shown up a lot over the years, and most recently, everybody fell in love with them again thanks to Guardians of the Galaxy. And that was Blue Swede. Hooked on a feeling. Hooked on a feeling. But that was a cover of someone else's song. I didn't know that. Yep. Just like Telly Savalas, only not. (laughs) These guys actually sing. So let's give them another snippet of it. Just in case you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy, you weren't alive during the 1970s, and you don't know what it means when I say Ooga Chaka, Ooga Chaka. Ooga Chaka, Ooga. That's right. (laughs) That's how it starts off. So tight, you let me know everything's alright. How fun was that? I absolutely love it, buddy. And if you haven't seen that movie, it's one of the best, funniest sci-fi movies of all time. And It, it is awesome. And I know all our listeners loved music. Hey, hey, while we're on Guardians of the Galaxy, I, I want to add one in. I also like interrupting you because it's funny. <laughs> You're funny. I got another one from Guardians of the You're Galaxy. You're funny looking. It's a one-hit wonder, and I bet you can guess it. Because we've already done Hooked on a Feeling. What's the other one-hit wonder that was big in Guardians of the Galaxy? Go ahead. Everyone's dying to know. Please tell us, oh, Yank. Ooh, child, things are going to get easier. That's the name of the song. It's Ooh, Child by the Five Stair Steps. Things are going to get easier if you stop singing. Or it's a dance-off, stop bro. Stop trying to sing. <laughs> I'm just trying to distract you. <laughs> well, you, you can do that very easily. So let's play a little bit. Yeah. 
check it out. If you've seen that movie, you can just imagine Peter Quill trying to trying to dance in the middle of a crowd of people terrified their planet is about to be destroyed. So, yeah, <laughs> take it back. <laughs> and some I don't want to say funny one hit wonders, but. Going back to uh, people that don't normally sing, that do. Bruce Willis did one, Respect Yourself. He had a hit with that. Respect Yourself. Oh, wow. Gosh, I'd forgotten about that. Because, yeah, in the 80s, everybody loved the show Moonlighting. Everybody loved Bruce Willis. If you don't, you need to leave right now. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody loved Bruce Willis. And he was a blues performer. Yeah, and he did yeah, an album yeah. called The Return of Bruno. Exactly. I see. Very knowledgeable. That's why I hang around with you sometimes. He did Even a couple though... of covers, too, but I'm not going to fiddle with that because they weren't one-hit wonders. That was the one-hit wonder. Let's uh, play a little bit of that. That's right. It's the Bruce, the other Bruce, not the boss, the Bruce, <laughs> but the Willis, the Bruce. Amazing, huh? What you I, talk about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize Don Johnson did a, a, oh, a song, too. Yes, uh, yes, he did. Heartbeat. In the 80s, of course. Yeah. And Frank Stallone did one. Well, let's take Far a moment from and linger on Don Johnson for a second. I don't know. Do we want to play them? I want to keep my audience here. <laughs> the reason I want to I don't play want a little bit of Don away. Johnson's heartbeat is it's in Grand Theft Auto. When you tune into the radio, Kenny Loggins is one of the DJs in Grand Theft Auto. And he's on the classic rock station and he calls himself DJ Loggins. And he's full of all sorts of snarky commentary. But then he also plays this among the other songs. He plays Don Johnson's heartbeat. Okay, let's quite a trip down memory lane that was. Let's let's move on really fast before the audience disappears here, mate. This episode of The Limey and the Yank is sponsored in part by Seven Seas International, providers of responsibly caught, sustainably fished salmon. Look for the Biltmore brand salmon at your local grocery store. Thank you for listening. I'm going to have to jump in and make it more Let's do one more out of the 80s. Let's let's do a fun one out of the 80s, because I swear, when you hear this song, you're going to like it. I don't know why I even hang out with you. You're just so pushy. Get over it. It's my turn. Stop being so American, okay? You have a lot of this, my turns. Yep. I'm going to count at the end of the show, see how many turns you've had. 360 degrees, baby. All right, so check this out from the 80s. This is an awesome song. It's just fun and whimsical, and that is the song... 
Tarzan Boy by Baltimora. That's a bunch of crap. It's not even. I've never heard of any of that. Stop making. See, you, I don't even, even care that it was used to sell my, Listerine. It was such a fun, cute song that it was just charming as heck to have in a commercial. You are taking my turn, and you're making these up as you go along too. Don't listen to that, folks. We're not playing it. Don't play it. They don't want to listen to that anyway. But I tell you what, they do want to listen to, and I want the audience to. If you're a superstar with a big name in America, and you, <laughs> and you change your name and put in a fictitious group or some other group and it becomes a hit, are you still a one-hit wonder? And what I'm getting oh, at... That's a good point. And as soon as I mention the name, you will know Derek and the Dominoes. Oh, yeah. All right, you know which song I'm talking about, yep. but what other hit did Derek and the Dominoes have? None that I know of. And it's in the top ten of my favorite tunes of all time, and he sings about the girl that he took away from somebody that we know. And, of course, you know what I'm talking about is... Layla. She's got him on his knees. He's begging, honey, please. All right, let's keep it PG, okay? All right, Layla, this is my song and I get to introduce it. Derek and the Dominoes, and you know it, folks. Layla. You wow, do want that's to a sing. really good point because he had all sorts of fun things like that in the '80s too. Not, not just to harp on the '80s, but you know, think about Duran Duran, which also had Arcadia and the Power Station. Oh, that's right. It so Arcadia had Re-Election Day, and that was a one-hit wonder with Duran Duran members. The Power Station, though, had multiple hits. They had uh, their cover of T-Rex's "Bang a Gong," and they also had "Some Like It Hot." And then if you really wanted to dig into the charts, they had other songs off of that album that made it into the charts, too. Yeah. Was that Robert Palmer? Yes. Yeah. Robert Palmer and a couple of Duran Duran guys. I liked his videos. I like his entourage. They look pretty good to me. <laughs> He's simply irresistible, is what you're saying. So all these questions of why people have one-hit wonders. Right? Did they write the similar songs? Uh, do they sing about the right thing at the right time? 
You know, is, I got is it promotion? Is it how they get promoted? Are they too ugly when they see them on camera? Sometimes they, they. Sometimes I think they get in the middle of a trend, and they just happen to be the best example of that trend. And the perfect one I'll give you from the '90s is there was a certain point where in the '90s alternative rock started to get to be the mainstream and people started looking into other stuff and you had techno and you had slightly psychedelic sounds and then you had this kind of subgenre called shoegazing shoegazer rock it was kind of spacey and light but it was also kind of alternative and laid back and the best example from that was the one hit wonder massey star they had the song fade into you here you go listen to a little bit of this and you'll see what i mean Please try to stay awake. We're not going to play the whole song for a lot of reasons, including the fact that... Because you're, you're introducing it. Nobody's heard of that. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard of this song. Then shut up and listen. Here you go. Fade into you. We've done some other uh, bands that are kind of shoegazer, like Lush. They were on a recent episode, too. But I tell you, listeners, folks, you wonderful people out there that are prepared to put up with this guy. I know you like listening to me, but anyway. You're very self-deprecating. I I don't need to go right now. Thank you very much. (laughs) I I went before the show started. Awkward. TMI. You can stop now. I'm talking about real statistics here. 47.5% of the people that have hits don't produce another hit. That's mind-boggling. That's like half the people. Can you imagine saying, okay, you had one, but you've only got a 50-50 chance that you could ever produce another massive hit like this. That just blows my mind because I didn't think that popular music had that many flashes in the pan. Yeah, when I did research and started saying, okay, how many one-hit wonders in each decade can I find? I found a bunch, but it never occurred to me 50%. Wow. Yeah, but you know, like we said before, from my country, it used to be, I don't know how they do it now with the hits, but it was how many records you sold, not how many times a DJ played it on the radio. If you reached 10,000 records, then you became a hit. So you could really basically go out and buy them yourself if you wanted to but back then in the 70s and 80s record sales were driven by radio play in very large part with a few exceptions like black sabbath there wasn't a lot of radio play but i'm not trying to digress because i want to point out there was one particular record album that sold a ton because just like Derek and the dominoes the poor guy was banking on star power this is an 80s one hit And it's by a performer named Rockwell. 
and the song is Somebody's Watching Me. Now, the big thing about this, just in case you have never heard of this before, is what made this a hit was that Michael Jackson was in the song with him. And this was right at the peak, one of many peaks of Jackson's career during Thriller. So Somebody's Watching Me came out and people were like, I can't get enough of Michael Jackson. I got to get more. So, oh, Rockwell, check this out. Yeah, boy, can you hear Michael Jackson clear as anything in the background Yep, um, doing that. He always feels like somebody is watching him. Hey, kids, time to go for now. But don't forget, you can always find us on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and on Twitter. And you can stop by our YouTube channel, where we've put playlists together of all of the episodes and the seasons. So you can let those roll and have a lot of fun reliving your memories with the original, full versions of the songs. We also have the website, thelimeyandtheyank.com, where you can go download MP3s of your favorite songs from Amazon. We really appreciate you listening to the show. And the most important thing to us is please keep sharing with us your stories, your memories, your favorite songs. Give us feedback. Tell us how we're doing. And please do keep tuning in wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again. 